What would it be like if every nation, from the isles in the south to the terraced hills in the north, were united under a single government? What wonders could be achieved? What progress could be made if mankind were to permanently set aside its squabblings and join together? It is too much, I suppose, to even hope for a single unified empire of man. It could never happen. Chapter 11. Chapter 11. So, chapter 11, we open up with Vin, and Vin Doxon, and Kelsier arriving to Cayman's old, old lair. And, oh boy, we get to see the carnage that a steel inquisitor can do this time. This is definitely not a children's book. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it can be a teenage book. You know, Brandon doesn't focus too heavily on it. He mentions it. But, you know. Didn't he say at one point it seemed like his chest was opened up by someone with their bare hands? Yeah, but it wasn't gruesome in detail. Like, it didn't explain every drop of blood and dripping. But, but gruesome things happened. Yeah, so, like, maybe higher teenage, maybe. Mm-hmm. We're getting into, like, late middle school, early high school probably is a good age. But regardless, we get to see the carnage that a Steel Inquisitor brings forth, which, you know, we, if we thought Kelsier, you know, messing up the plantation, Kelsier's fight at this point at house venture this scares him and we end up learning that the steel inquisitor is still on vin's trail because they were not supposed to find this lair so there's not much to discuss here and this could be a relatively quick and short episode here but one thing i wanted to mention was kels or vin immediately wants to blame herself for this she goes this is my fault since the the Steel Inquisitor is on my trail, um, obviously all these people dying are on me. And Kelsier fights pretty hard to explain to Vin that, that, that that's not the case, right? Cayman was the one who was using you to scam this to He was the one that tried to scam an obligation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I forgot scam. That was that's a pretty simple word. <laughs> um he was the one who tried to scam an all. It's just parsing language in this level, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the dimension threw me off. I don't know. But, he, you know, it was, it was Cayman's fault, right? Cayman so blatantly used her in this means. But another thing that points out is Kelsier asked if Vin's all right. And Vin's like, none of them, none of them are my friends. And Kelsier, coming Ooh. from, coming from Kelsier, the man who's like, if you serve the final empire, you forfeit your life. Oh man, Vin, that's kind of cold-hearted. <laughs> it's like, oh, ooh, that's cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if he's he's the right person to be pushing that and pointing that out. But glass houses and all that. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense though. That fits with Kelsier's character at this point. He has like an undying hate for the noblemen, but he has a inc- he seems incredibly caring for his crew. Sure. And so, in yeah. his eyes, this was Vin's old crew, and so mm-hmm. he he does see this as being off. But um, Sazed comes in says some religious rites for the dead. Turns out it's a random religion that he has memorized. And once again shows that he believes that every religion deserves to be remembered. Because Vin asked him, you believe, what, is this the one you believe in? He's like, I believe in them all. She's like, how can you do that? Don't they contradict themselves? And he's like, oh yeah, definitely. They they all contradict each other at some point. But, you know, who you know in his eyes, who is he to decide which one's right? You know, I, I think this gives good insights into the Keepers, because the Keeper's job is not to determine what's right to pass on. It's to pass everything on and let people determine what's right. 
which I think is really cool. Well, um, Kelster goes out looking for Cayman. Um, he's supposedly been keeping an eye on him to make sure that this group is, in fact, making his life miserable. And they go to try to find him, and there he is. And again, I mean, this one's a bit more gruesome. Spike through, through the mouth, hanging in the center of an alleyway. And really, that's kind of where we're left. I think one big thing I want to talk about, though, is the fact that Vin comes in and surprises Kelsier, and Kelsier nearly sprays her with coins. But something that's big here is he realizes he's being soothed, just barely. And we get to see the that bit pay off already, that training with Breeze pay off. Because Kelsier's blown away by, by how quickly and how good she is at it already. And that actually is really surprising to me because she says she uses it by reflex. And you would think that by reflex, she would be thinking, oh, I'm going to slam this allomancy, you know, into you because I've only been used to using a small amount of power. But she's already like picking up on using things really, you know, in a subtle manner to the point where even Kelsier is like, daggum. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of that's again, that's where we're left with this episode. I know I shouldn't let a simple Pac-Man perturb me. However, he is from Terrace, where the prophecies originated. If anyone could spot a fraud, would it not be he? Nevertheless, I continue my trek, where the scribbled auguries claim that I will meet my destiny, walking, feeling Rashek's eyes on my back, jealous, mocking, hating. Chapter 12. Okay. Last chapter was pretty quick. It Indeed. was a pretty short one. We got some good insights, and mm-hmm. you pointed out a lot of really good information that we were able to notice on our second read-through. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty cool. So chapter 12 opens up with Vin in her nice, fluffy... Really dress. Yeah, dra- her gown, right? Mm-hmm. And she's dressing and trying to learn how to make a statement with her clothes because this is her first trip to a nobleman's ball, and they're going to keep Venture. Ooh, the big house. Indeed. Well, they travel. She she gets into the carriage. They're traveling. Kelsier lands on it, which, by the way, pretty uh, pretty rude way to just show up. <laughs> she freaks out because she's, like, trying to figure out what happened. Kelsier lands on top, and he's just there to mess with her. Mm-hmm. You, know, get, get, you know, gives her a bit of a pep talk, though, because Vin tries one last time to get out of what she's doing. She goes, do you really need me to do this? Is there any other way we can do this? And Kelsier's like, nah. There's no other way. I mean, he goes, yeah, we could. We could go without this. But like, just to let you know, the plan will be significantly hindered without the information you're going to be able to get for us. Right. And so then, of course, uh, agrees. But she doesn't agree necessarily because, or she doesn't want to do it necessarily because Kelsier's right. She wants to do it because she's starting to feel something she's never felt before, something that Reen has never allowed her to feel before. Camaraderie. She's actually starting to like everyone in this crew, and she's, is, she doesn't believe it yet, but she's desperately trying to, like, saying, like, give me a reason, you know, give me more reasons, because they've already given her several, but give me more reasons on why y'all are different than everyone else, because I want to believe y'all can trust each other. So that's her ultimate reason for being here at this point. She she wants it to be true so badly. She wants to be able to trust other people around her. Okay. She arrives. 
Sesa does a pretty good job of showing her the ropes. You know, she went through pretty extensive training with Sesa from what we've heard. And he does a great job of standing near her, always telling her, hey, if she messes something up small, he goes, correct your posture here, you know, walk through here. You need to sit down and eat. And he, he even tells her something that scares, the, scares the, the snot out of her, right? Which is, hey, you better eat slowly because after you're done eating, all the single boys are going to come up and try to ask you to dance and basically try to shoot their shot. And this, this, you know, up, we know Vin up to this point. <laughs> it terrifies her that that this is even a possibility. Um, but the thing here that I think was really cool is Vin's initial instincts kick in. She wants to hide. She wants to find some corner. She even talks about I wish she wishes she could just shoot off and slip into the mist. Good thing she doesn't. Like we mentioned in our last chapter, these powers. She needs to reel back in on those instincts a little bit. A little bit. Um, they're good when you're on the street, but here they're just going to give her away. She needs to sit into her natural stuff, and that's what she but, does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she does, and she, in fact, she does this cool little trick in her head where she kind of like, she she kind of like, I don't want to say lies to herself, but convinces herself these people aren't looking at me; they're looking at the facade I'm putting forward, which means I am hidden. Vin is hidden. It's the ska equivalent of uh, imagining them in their underwear. Yeah, <laughs> Vin Vin is hidden. Lady Renew is is out and that helps her calm down she she says i'm hiding in plain sight well well, another thing she noticed was that here at the party the obligators are watching the noblemen like the taskmasters watch the ska that's what she feels which is very showing we saw that in the in the prologue we saw that this guy this nobleman lord trusting was bending over backwards to make this obligator like him and a little bit later in this chapter, we kind of figure out why uh, they, they, they need the obligators to like them so much. The noblemen do. But she notices that, and she kind of has this inner monologue where she talks about how she believes that the, 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 that the Lord Ruler's religion is a hoax. She's like, there is no such thing as the deepness. There's, it was probably made up. It's not real. It was just something that was said to consolidate power after the Lord Ruler took it. But she can't help but believe in it more and believe it's true when she sees the the, the massive like windows and I don't know what are they called again? Essentially stained glass. It's yeah, it's, it's stained like. glass. I want to say there's a word that I'm just I'm forgetting words today. It's bad. Indeed. Um, but yeah, the stained glass windows. She she sees the images. She goes. It almost makes me want to believe that this is true, with like how beautiful and how kind of forthright and in your face they are. But nonetheless, uh, she goes and sits down. She gets her food. She's talking to Sazed. Sazed gives her the quick warning. And he's like, yeah, you know, just casually drops in there. Just casually drops in there. People go to balls basically every night. You know, we're probably going to have you going to two or three a week. And she, she's like, oh, this isn't like a once a month thing that I'm going to have to do. You're, I'm going to have to do this two to three days a week. And what's kind of funny is, I think we see a little bit of Lady Renew come in here because she freaks out and goes, I'm going to need more dresses. I'm going to need more gowns. Yeah. And, and, and this is not Vin. Yeah. <laughs> this is not Vin talking um, at this point. But uh, yeah, I think Sazed even gives her a little bit of a laugh there. Like, oh, look at you. Look at you. You're already a proper noblewoman. Yeah, you're already a proper noblewoman. Well, 
Caesar asks her to re- to release him after she's done eating because he has his own meal to go to, and he stresses that this is important because the servants talk just as much as the noblemen, and so he needs to get in there and do his his spy business. And he leaves, and Vin notices with her tin that there are two noblemen talking about some sort of contract, basically some sort of deal. And they both agree, and they turn and look at an obligator, and the obligator says, I've witnessed this, and they pay him. And there it is. These guys have the ability to officiate the deals. They are the ones you essentially have to go through legally. They're like, like it was mentioned in the pro, they're the bureaucrats. The bureaucrats, here. yeah. And so that's why they're so important. That's why they're there watching, you know. Vin, Vin thinks, this is another way that the Lord Ruler just says, my influence extends everywhere, including to the noblemen. And it's his way of keeping them in check. Vin goes ahead and turns down everyone who comes to talk with her at the ball. You know, she does it in a very respectful way, too. A very good way, that says it says. You know, she mentions that she's just flustered and that she needs, you know, this is her first ball. She needs time. And then says, can I dance with you next time? And they agree and they take, take her up on it. So she has to learn to dance now because <laughs> next time she comes, she has to be ready. But Vin starts to get bored. She's just sitting there now. She is trying her best to use her tin. She's getting better at it. We we see another major setback for tin here. She's like, man, I want to hear what that's what's happening at that table. Oh no, I hear what's happening at every table at once. And so she has to learn how to focus in and pull the voices out that she wants to hear and try to focus on them. But something catches her catches her off guard and throws her off a bit. Vin sees her father. An dun, obligator. Dun, dun. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> We'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll post credits that in. Um, but yeah, he sees Vincy's her father, and she knows it because Reen specifically said, "I want, I need you to see his face." She doesn't know why, but Reen said, "You need to see his face. You need to know who this is." And she listened and she memorized it. That is her dad. Her her father is an obligator here in the Venture household, at least for this for the Venture Keep for this party. So. Vin is trying to decide what, what she's going to do, and he goes, well, let's go ahead and run upstairs really fast. There's a balcony that we can overwatch everything from. I'm going to go ahead and do that. She asks a servant. She goes up there, and she meets a very interesting nobleman. Up to this point, they've been very, very proper. This guy basically comes back and goes, you stole my spot. And she's like, no, I didn't. He's like, yeah, you did. In fact, how about you just scoot over? I'm going to go ahead and go ahead. You know, a proper gentleman would go find a new spot, but it, mm, that isn't me. Scoot over and tries to take the spot and just goes about reading. We see another piece of Lady Renew here, I think, because Vin starts describing how she's actually annoyed that this, this guy, everyone else gave her attention. What? Why isn't this guy giving her attention? And she learns his name's Ellen. She tries to keep baiting him into talking to her. It's like she can't stand the fact that he's reading and ignoring her. And she tries to bait him in and they have a conversation. He, you know, has some witty, you know, wordplay and they just banter back and forth. And he eventually checkmates her by saying like, well, do you want to dance? And she's like, "Uh, uh, no. And he's like, okay, well, then since we're not going to dance, I've been as much of a gentleman as I can be. And he goes, oh, look, you're uh, you're Tara Stewart's looking for you. And Vin like loses it, goes, oh, gosh, okay, bye. And just leaves. She points out who she is talking to to Sazed, and you see Sazed get visibly worried and goes, oh, that's Ellen Venture. 
the the heir to the venture household <laughs> and vin's like so what he's, he's not impressive and they leave and um that's where we're left with Sazen hurrying her out freaking out and she's just like i don't know why he's freaking out like this this guy's like a little like a little frat boy well, what's funny is that uh, also Ellen spent a good amount of time criticizing House Venture uh, for, oh, they yeah. always got to outshine everyone. They always got to throw the biggest parties and they have to run their servants ragged and then they have to like beat them or yell at them all, you know, when, when they got to get everything taken care of within like 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, with that, with that ending, you know, where the chapter ends, let's go ahead and go in on. Sometimes I wonder if I'm going mad. Perhaps it is due to the presence of knowing that I must somehow bear the burden of the entire world. Perhaps it is caused by the death I have seen, the friends I have lost, the friends I have been forced to kill. Either way, I sometimes see shadows following me, dark creatures that I don't understand, not wish to understand. Are they, perhaps, some figment of my overtaxed mind? Is that a little bit of the Lord Ruler <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm seeing now? Because, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about this epigraph before I get into the, the summary here. You know, he's, you know, again, if we assume this is a Lord Ruler, he's admitting at this point that he's seen a lot of his friends die and he's killed some of them. And that feels a little bit more like the Lord Ruler we've been hearing about. Yeah, a little craziness. So a, lot, a good way to lead into chapter 13. And he even asked the question, is this Lord Ruler that's ruling now, is this a crazed version? Is this a madman mm. who came out the other end? Well, we'll see what these epigraphs lead to in the future. But chapter 13. 13. Lucky right. 13. Yeah, very lucky. Good chapter. Well, we open up with Sazed still nervously drilling Vin. I need you to tell me everything. What did he say to you? Um, what did y'all talk about? And Vin, still up to this point, is like, I don't know why says it's so mad. He, this guy doesn't seem. Why you? Why you mad? <laughs> like, like he, this guy doesn't seem. Well, why are you mad, though? <laughs> this guy does not seem like he's that impressive. Even yeah, he's the heir of the most powerful house right now. But you know, he doesn't seem impressive as a person. Yet, Vin talks about how. She was herself talking to him. That was, she. you know, she's like, oh, I've, I've started to notice that I can be me around the crew every once in a while. But this guy she met in like 30 seconds disarmed her and she was Vin from the beginning of their conversation. If that's true, I can see why Sazed's a little nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't, you don't, you know, she's got a role to play here. But... Yeah, um, they arrive back. Sazed thinks this is such a big enough deal that she he calls, he you know, he presses the meat button, you know, on Among Us, and everyone comes in, and he's just like, there's something sus happening right now, okay? Pink is sus. Pink, pink, pink is, venture is sus. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he, he points out to everyone, she got Ellen Venture's attention, and Lord Renew reacts calmly, yet you can see sternly, this is bad. You're supposed to make connections, but not good enough ones to make a scandal. This is a scandal in the making. You are way too low for this person. This is not good. Uh, Kelster's the only one who's laughing. He's like, oh, we have... Vin, you got to turn off 
your charming self. Come on, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? Show him one of those patented glares. Yeah. Ah, yes, just like that. That one, yeah, that one you're looking at me, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they all agree, though. All three of them, Sazed, Lord Renew, and Kelsier, all three agree. Listen, Elend has a reputation for being the black sheep, like you mentioned the episode before. He's just doing this to get a rise out of everyone in the court. He's just using you. And Vin has that moment where she goes, mm, I was there. It doesn't seem like it, but okay. Okay. Well, Kelsier's like, well, I'm going to head out now. I got to go. I got to do stuff. And Vin's like, where are you going? He goes, stuff. And leaves. Wouldn't you like to know? And yeah, Vin, Vin points out now. She goes, woo, you know, Kelsier's sus. Where's he going? You know, I didn't see him dump the trash out. Whatever. I don't know. I didn't. I never played Among Us. <laughs> I just know the memes. Um, I, I don't know if they're relevant anymore. <laughs> I, what, what, in the control room? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he um, he's going somewhere. And he normally, she mentions, he normally tells us what houses he's going to hit if he's going out to hit houses. He just ignored my question. He didn't answer where he was going. He just left. And so she's like, I'm going to bed. And Sazed gives him the, gives her the, the parent eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're going to bed. But lets her go. She goes to her room and just immediately puts on the mist cloak, jumps out, and follows Kelsier. Um, we've seen Vin try to do this before. She's likes to keep tabs on everyone. And she follows Kelsier, and he goes off into the forest, though. He doesn't, like, when he leaves the manor, he goes off into the forest. And Vin finds out that there's, like, this allomantic highway built. Like, there's just this metal dinged into the ground and Kelsier's using it like a highway just to fly towards uh well she doesn't know initially all she knows is she's gonna follow him and let's talk about this it's cool the, the elementic highway is cool it makes perfect sense yeah just metal dinged into the ground and you just jump from section to section and so she realizes she's going fast she goes I'm gonna be I would beat anyone on horseback here so she follows loses Kelsier for a bit but makes it to the city and realizes she made it to the city from the, the, the other town in like 10 minutes, maybe. So really quick. It explains now. She goes, ah. Oh. She goes, I was curious because Kelsier would get in between these places like really fast and I had no clue what he was doing. But this makes sense. She follows Kelsier into Luthadel and realizes that Kelsier is watching over Keep Venture. He's just keeping an eye out and looking, and she's trying to stay hidden. She goes, is he here to assassinate Ellen Venture? Oh, boy. And she, you, we, we, in her mind, she gets scared. Ooh, something's forming there. That was pretty quick, because mm -hmm. up to this point, she hasn't cared. Mm -hmm. She's watched her entire crew get slaughtered. Nothing. Cold-hearted Vin. The mention that Ellen's going to get killed? Oh, boy. Yep. And but Kelsey doesn't do anything. He leaves. It seems he was just watching, and she goes to follow him, and she sees his uh, the the steel line fling out, and she goes, "Whoa, he's going super fast." Then she feels a hand on her shoulder. Kelsey's behind her. A good thief can still tricks the same way he can steal boxings. Mm -hmm. He uses her own trick against her and throws the coin pouch out into the night, and she thinks it's him, and he sneaks behind her and gets a hold of her. And chastises her, like, what the heck are you doing? You shouldn't be here, you know? 
haven't we talked about trust and then you know sassy kid energy goes uh no you yeah no, <laughs> no you 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 didn't tell me where you were going how's that and he's like i don't want you to worry he goes you do crazy stuff all the time what do you mean and he's like nope this is crazy and oh boy yeah it's a crazy idea he's gonna head off to uh Kredik shaw to the lord ruler's palace and Vin's like oh are you gonna go mess with the lord ruler and he's like oh god i hope not <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not there. I'm not nearly ready for that. No, I'm just going to go pay a visit. And she begs him to take her with him. And he fights on it. He fights on it. But she's pretty persistent. And he realizes, I'm going to tell her to leave. And then she's going to still follow me anyway. If I'm going and I'm not going to change my plans, I might as well take her. Because she's going to come anyway. You know, at least she's. I'm going to know she's here. And so he teaches her about ATM. He reveals ATM to her. He gives it to her, and we get to see the power of ATM. What made Kelsier invincible? What let him do? Uh, what let him attack Lord Trusting and essentially slaughter an entire plantation of guards with ease? ATM lets you see into the future. Okay, Brandon. So there you go. <laughs> I know. I mean, that makes you know that would make you pretty, uh, pretty strong. Yeah. In fact, Kelsier mentions. Uh, so let, let's explain really fast. What Vin sees, right, is like a shadow that extends off of Kelsier and leads back to his real like body, and the shadow does what he's going to do before he does it. And I think it also enhances your senses a bit, so she's able to like anticipate it. Yeah, it, it lets her process that information. It's not like a normal person looking at multiple images happening at once. You, her brain can fully process the information she's being given. So essentially, you just know what's going to happen. And yeah, Kelsey reveals the only way to fight a Mistborn with ATM is if you're burning ATM yourself because we get some com complex thing where... Oh, it's suddenly a, a bunch, like almost an, you know, an infinite amount of shadows shoot out from this person. And it's because they they know what you're going to do. So their shadow changes. And so your shadow changes because you know what you're gonna, they're going to do. And it just goes in, into infinity. There's just infinite amount of possibilities at that point because you're reacting off of what they're doing. The shadow equivalent of pointing two mirrors to each other. Exactly. And so this is pretty huge. Being able to know exactly what your, what your opponent's going to do I'm starting to believe Kelsier here. That, that makes you invincible. So, yeah, we got, we got a lot of big things that come up here. I mean, ATM is like the major drop here because we've been hearing about how valuable ATM is. And he actually says that, too. He's like, yeah, and, and really fast. That is the end of this, this chapter. I didn't mention it. But, yeah, that's where we're left with. We're left with he's going to retrieve his coin pouch and they're going to Kredit Shaw. And he gives her some actual ATM. And they go, I don't know why Quan betrayed me. Even still, this haunts my thoughts. He was the one who discovered me. He was the terrorist philosopher who first called me the hero of ages. It seems ironically surreal that now, after his long struggle to convince his colleagues, he is the only major terrorist holy man to preach against my reign. All right, big stuff happening in chapter 14. Before we get into it, do you want to talk a little bit about that epigraph? Um, yes, so against my reign. Um, Are we seeing the Lord Ruler 
coming out of these epigraphs now. Because look, before we talked about in the last episode, you know, he mentions basically having to kill his friends. And now he's mentioning that the guy who supposedly discovered him is against his own reign now. And he didn't say he's against me. He's against my reign. So, I mean, this starting to get a little bit of a clearer picture here about how we ended up here. But we're breaking into the Lord Ruler's place uh, in Critic Shaw. So where Kelsey is trying to get into is this place that the Lord Ruler spends three hours every three days. And he says he visits it so regularly, it has to be something important in there. Yeah, it's where he and Mare got caught. And that's what he says. It was where it was the uh, place where he got betrayed, where he ultimately ended up getting caught. Um, breaking into the place, uh, there are haze killers, there are all sorts of guards, and Vin kills someone for the first time ever. Yeah, that that was a big, that was something interesting to see how she reacted to that. Well, and what was interesting is that she says, I feel like I, there's something wrong, there's something going on, and Kelsier essentially says that the Lord Ruler radiates emotional allomancy and says, just turn on your copper and you'll feel fine. And she turns on her copper and she feels better, but she notices there's something still lingering there. So um, they get into uh, the Steel Inquisitor, uh, they get into the um, Critic Shaw and they find a building inside the building. And when they open the door, there's a freaking Steel Inquisitor right inside. And he recognizes Kelsier as the survivor um there's three steel inquisitors inside well i was flabbergasted by the first one so yeah, yeah. there is there are still inquisitors inside and um they kelsier says get out of here the steel inquisitor grabs kelsier by the neck recognizes him and they're very interested in whoever Ven's father is or who who uh, spawned her is their their thing yeah and we see the inquisitor who's on her trail because he calls her out specifically uh there you are and so Kelsier pushes Vin away. Vin tries to get out of get out, but she is there's no way she's getting away from this guy. Uh, Steel Inquisitor chases her. Um, is way stronger than anything that she had to deal with when she's is trying to fight. Yeah, um, she, she mentions that you know maybe it's because they're better trained, but oh gosh, Kelsier is better trained than she is, and they're like twice as strong as Kelsier in their pushes and pulls. So she get they get she gets into this room. This is like with a big old golden altar uh, and a large book, and she's hiding behind here, trying to you know stay away um, from the Steel Inquisitor. And so she decides to burn Atium, and she's able to dodge and get away from the Steel Inquisitors like needles or whatever the stars that he's flying. They're like spiked pyramids that he he flung out. And she and then he looks at her and he goes, huh, and then goes ah. And then he becomes a big thing. He burns ATM. He's burning ATM too. Oh God, they have ATM. So, <laughs> so she is totally screwed. And, and then realizes she hears rain. It's like I just need to get outside. So, well, one thing you missed here: the Steel Inquisitor chases her, and she turns this corner trying to get away from her. Oh yeah. And yeah. the Steel Inquisitor buries his axe into her side, an obsidian blade into her side. So she's she's like, I need to get out of here. I need to get. I'm I'm bleeding. I got a huge wound. Her pewter's barely keeping her up. Um. So she shoots out, uses the book as a shield, uh, as the the, the leather book, and then gets outside gets into the steel spires. She's jumping between the spires, pushing between the spires to get away. The steel inquisitor is chasing her and she loses him. Has her copper on. 
She knows she can't see him. She's trying to bandage her wound, and then, boom, she feels something and looks up, and the Steel Inquisitors found her. And she can't figure out, like, how she could possibly get... I could could have found him, and so she thinks that maybe, you know, I, I can use the metal on the book that's stuck on the book to be able to get away from him, throws the book away, and tries to trick him. And it works for a minute, but... The Steel Inquisitor get, ends up getting on top of her, ends up finding her. She's done. She's starting to lose consciousness. And then she hears a sound. She says, like, a bunch of branches. Snapping of branches, yeah. A bunch of branches breaking. She feels the warmth of, of someone picking her up, looks up, sees a friendly face, and passes out. Yeah, and it, it's not Kelsier. She it's knows not she, she notices that. It's not Kelsier. Because the guy that... Um, who caught Kelsier, she, he was chasing her. And so she's like, Kelsier must be dead because yeah. I mean, that's the only way that, you know, this guy would have been free enough to come get me. Big cliffhanger in chapter 14. Chapter 15. So here chapter comes 15. 15. Okay. So our last episode, very short. This one, probably just as short, but we get one of the biggest reveals here. In my opinion, something that I've been holding on to up to this point for so long. We open up with Dachshund chewing into Kelsier. Why did you do this? Why did you take her? Everyone's in a panic. Kelsier is torn like to shreds, right? Like he's he's better off than 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 Vin is with the large wound in her side when we last saw her. But he survived. He he did. He survived. Uh, his arms are torn up. They said his body was covered in in, in scratches and, and just cut up everywhere from what I can only assume was the Steel Inquisitor throwing some of those like spiked pyramid things at him and him getting hit by them. He had massive wounds where I, I can again assume that he got caught maybe by the, by the axe or the blade or whatever's happening there. But Dachshund's laying into him. Why would you do that? Why would you take Vin? Kelsier, you, you are stupid, and this was stupid for you. You know, he's lean, like Up to this point, we've not seen someone talk to Kelsier like this and survive. And um, I can't blame him. You yeah, know, I, I just can't. I mean, look at what they walked into. But yeah, it was it was terrible. Um, you know, Kelsier does his best to explain. Listen, like I tried my best. I was distracting two of them at once while Vin was running, but one of them pulled off and started chasing. They sent two after her. It's like they didn't care about me. They cared about her for whatever reason. They were pulled towards her, and. I, I don't know what to think about that, right? Like, isn't Kelsier the survivor? Isn't he the big problem here? He's the one everyone knows, at least. He's the pain. He's the one who knows where the ATM is. Why did the heck did they send two after Vin and only one after Kelsier? I don't know, but Kelsier gets away. He he said he tries to push forward. I did my best. I tried to keep them away, but they didn't seem interested in me. And, you know, we talked about how Kelsier mentions one of these things are a threat. The fact that he tried so hard to keep two on him, I think says a lot. He like he cares about his crew, and he still couldn't do anything in this sense. He just said, I hoped that you know I bought her enough time that she got away. And everyone looks solemn because they're all looking at how Kelser looked with years of training facing one, and they went, yeah, there's no way that Vin's alive. There's just no way. And Kelsier puts together like, a hopeless, he sees it as hopeless, but you know, it's one of those things where instead of letting everyone sulk, he puts together like this hopeless, like search squad. Like, you know, y'all go back to the manor, y'all go to clubs, a shop, you know, 
me and Ham are going to get as close to Kredik Shaw as we can, and we're going to look for her. And even in his head, you know, everyone starts working immediately, but even in his head he goes, they, are, they all probably know the same thing I know, which is we're not going to find her before the Steel Inquisitors if she even got away. It's just not going to happen. And so, yeah, the, the Kelsier, right as he says this, one of uh, Clubs' apprentices comes running in. Is it, is it Master Boris at this point? I think it's Lester Boris. Yeah, he, he, he comes in and he's just like, there's a cloaked figure coming right now in Kelsier, and they all start getting ready to fight. And Kelsier's like, all right, I, I doomed us all. You know, here comes the Steel Inquisitor. Everything's over. We're all screwed. It's all my fault. And then... Sazed comes in, carrying Vin. Wait, wait, wait. Sazed comes in carrying Vin. Sazed saved Vin from a Steel Inquisitor. Sazed was the guy that she recognized. And <laughs> he brings her in, you know, immediately tells them, get her pewter, get her pewter. I think she's out of it. They, they give her pewter and a little bit of color returns to her. And Kelster's like, okay, okay. If anyone can save her, it's Sazed. Because Sazed, the keepers, do not only keep religion, they keep science in their metal minds. They can remember medicine. And Sazed gets his bag and immediately starts surgery. And he does whatever he can for her. And then they're like, "Why? by the way, what else do you have? And... Yeah. He, has, he has the book. He has, he has his book that he found. I don't know if it's the same book. Vin threw the book that was covered in, in, the, in the spikes and everything. She threw it, and she never got it back. But he says when he was looking for her in the palace, he found another book. Mm-hmm. And that's what he brought back. And so we don't know. He, he says, it's in a language that I probably can, can translate, but I don't know, and definitely not today. I'm tired. And he mentions something really important here. He mentions, he goes, I had to expend a full metal mind to get there in time, and I still was too slow. So again, what the heck is Sazed? Sazed, something's going on. Something more is happening, clearly, with Sazed than we know. But yeah, we're left at the end of the, the chapter with Sazed having completed the surgery, having gone upstairs to go to sleep after saying, I have no idea whether she's going to survive through the night. And Doxin goes, well, Kelsier, is this worth it? And he goes... Well, ask me if Vin survives. And that's the end of part two.